Hi, we're talking today with Cameron Brown, international speaker and executive coach. Cameron empowers people to create lasting change and impact. He does this through executive coaching for C-level executives and their teams, delivering experiential talks with a grand piano live on stage and writing music about human behavior and the world we live in. Cameron delivered the closing talk, What Future Are We Creating? at Italy's largest TEDx conference in 2018. Welcome, Cameron. James, great to be here. So I know we've been talking before, and I, I just love your story. Uh, you've been a keynote at global events and, a, and coach CEOs around the world. How did you get here? Yeah, when it comes to the coaching side, I, one, I've always had a passion for, for helping other people, but it really came about a decade ago. It was a suicide of a, of a teenage boy uh, living across the road from me at the time, and it was then it had nothing to do with coaching CEOs or anything like that. It was, well, there's people that need help. What are you doing about it? And no one should have to go through that. Not the kid that felt like that was the only way out and the family that, you know, everything they would have gone through afterwards. So it was from there that I started looking around for how can I, how can I help? And it's what led to uncovering and discovering coaching. And then what's what tended to happen then was it turned into working with business owners, to working with executives uh, on their personal lives and then seeing the correlation between improving personal well-being, emotional intelligence with leadership capability, with business growth. And that's now just become an, an absolute passion for, uh, for me, for coaching people around the world. And then as far as the keynotes go, you know, I've been writing music for nearly 20 years now and have music used around the world for different projects and heard by people in 195 countries now. It was about how do I utilize music in a way that not only where I can educate people, but also entertain and blending those two together is a, is a pretty cool experience to have a grand piano on stage. Mm -hmm. that, that's excellent. And we'll put the link to some of your uh, YouTube videos uh, in the article here. I think it's going to be excellent. It's, it's, it's very moving and empowering. Now, I have a question for you. Technology is supposed to make our lives better and more connected, but many feel that it isn't. What are we missing? Yeah, I, I think it comes down to because technology I see is a, is a magnifier. It magnifies that which we feel about ourselves. If we don't feel good enough, if we feel we need external validation to know that we're enough, if we feel that we're having to compare ourselves to other people, technology just becomes a magnifier of that. And because we're looking for fulfillment in external sources, that is a never ending and, and it never fulfills. Yeah. And so it's about getting fulfillment internally first and foremost, and then being very strategic about how and why you're utilizing that technology in the first place. Because if you don't, then technology will, it will feel like it's consuming you. And I know this is definitely the case for me where I've taken time completely away from technology to allow myself to be more creative, to give myself the space to do that. I just did this yesterday, T took a, a technology and time free day where I have no idea what time it is for the entire day. Um, technology is completely off and I find I'm able to be really creative in those, in those times to be able to recharge my energy. And that allowed me to then utilize technology throughout the week in a much more empowering and uh, decisive way. Mm -hmm. that, that's great. I'm, I'm taking notes here. This is wonderful. Mm. Uh, so what, what steps can individuals and organizations take to improve creativity and innovation in their companies and in their own lives? You know, I, I think what I was just mentioning there, that's one big part of it is actually creating the space for it. 
you know, a lot of organizations say they want to be more creative, more innovative, and yet they don't create the space or the time for it because there's so much stuff that has to get done. And so they get bogged down into the details, but there's a time and a place for space. There's a time and a place for curiosity. There's a time and a, sp a space for being open to new ways of doing things or better ways of doing things. And if you're first and foremost, not creating that space, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. And so creating that space first and foremost, the other thing I, I get my clients to do as well, executive clients to do is strategically guide your curiosity. And that often will come with a powerful question that you can ask. Uh, Pixar, for example, does uh, what if type questions. You know, what if there was a group of toys that came to life when you know, people left the room? That's a toy story. And so these what if type questions, uh, they can also be what questions, how questions um, that allow you to uh, really guide your curiosity towards an outcome that you're wanting to experience. You know, how can we make this even better? Well, it, your mind now presupposes that it can be better and it gets your mind focused on how to make it better. And so you go, well, well, we could do this, we could do this. And so giving yourself the space first and foremost, strategically guiding your curiosity and then knowing when it's a good time to switch your focus from curiosity to commitment. Because curiosity is an openness, whereas commitment is doubling down on something that you're committing to doing. And when you've committed to that, then it becomes, well, what are the steps we need to make it happen? How are we going to do that? Who's responsible for making that happen? Have they been trained in how to do that? When's it going to be done by? And then putting some specific accountability rhythms in place, because that really then takes you from being able to not only have a really creative idea, but actually being able to implement it. Yeah, anyone can come up with creative ideas, but if you're not implementing, then it just becomes noise that doesn't really create any impact in the world. Mm -hmm. And on a practical note, you play a grand piano in remote places around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, given airline restrictions on overhead baggage, where do the pianos come from? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I look at it and think, man, I, maybe I should have learn how to play guitar instead because <laughs> it's uh yeah it's definitely the probably the least portable least portable instrument you know it's a funny story i back in a number of years ago before i sold everything that i owned and which was back a number of years ago now i had looked because i i had grown an absolute love and passion for travel and i still wanted to create music and i researched i thought I wonder if there's like a I don't know, a piano that you could almost roll up in your suitcase, like a keyboard and be, to be able to take that with me. And it turns out there is, it's just really, really poor quality. And I you know, grew up on a, on a piano, like an actual piano, learning how to play it on there. And so even, even a basic keyboard doesn't really allow me to get the feel when I'm pressing and playing the notes to express myself in the way that I want to express myself. And so while that wasn't an option, it then got my curiosity sparked about, well, what, I wonder what other options there could be. I thought, well, I wonder if there's places around the world that I could stay in. What if there were places around the world that I could stay in that have grand pianos already in them? And I did a search and bingo, there's, there's tons of places that have, have pianos all over the world. Um, and also companies that in larger cities, companies that lease them to, you know, I've got, I'm in a beautiful two-story, three-bedroom house at the moment in Colorado. And uh, an organization is uh, at least that grand piano, a beautiful Steinway grand piano for the, for the few months that I'm here to be able to create music on. And we put it into the middle of the living room. And so, you know, to me, there's uh, your piano is uh, home is home is where the piano is. And um, they're, they're, to me, there's got to be a way <laughs> I find there's got to be a way to 
to get a grand piano out to these cool locations. And, um, and then when it comes to the music videos that we do and the speaking engagements, it's usually the, the company that I'm speaking for where we're building in that into the, into the conference. And when it comes to the music videos, finding, finding somewhere and someone that is uh, maybe as crazy as we are and okay with us taking a grand piano out to um, yeah, out into nature somewhere because yeah, they are some, some pretty unique spots. Yep. And what, what are your 2020 plans and ambitions? Uh, 2020, I, you know, there's a, a number of key metrics that I'm, that I'm measuring success on this year, both personally and professionally. Uh, personally, there are, there are some wellbeing uh, focuses for me to be in even better shape than I, that I've ever been in before, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, deepening the relationships that I have with people that are close to me. Across into business, it's uh, you know the three verticals are speaking, coaching, and music. So, continuing working with my great executive clients, uh, you know the talks that I have coming up with the grand piano on stage, and getting over to Europe where my producer is, we're producing a, a bunch of new music and um, you know finishing those off. So yeah, really excited about uh, releasing that music and yeah, continuing to make an impact through the speaking and coaching as well. And it seems like you have like a lot of things going in life, but what would you say you need more of? I think this is a great question. I last year when I, when I went to Europe, I was there for about six weeks. When I, the week after I got there, I decided to remove social media and all tech, all that technology for three, it ended up being three months. I was only going to do it for a week or two, but it felt so good when I, when I removed myself from it, that allowed me just to simply focus on the creative process and being the best version of myself and being really present. And, Three months of that, I, I absolutely loved it. And while I, while I absolutely use social media and other forms of technology, it's for me about creating more space this year to create even more depth. And that's depth of experiences, depth of relationships that I have, depth of connection to myself, and the depth of in, in a number of key verticals within the business context to increase and magnify the impact that I can make in those spaces. And I think there is a lot of, a lot of noise and a lot of people living their lives with very wide, but not really deep. And I know from last year, the, the impact that that had on my life, I, I want to continue developing that and deepening down on the experiences that make my life really meaningful. Mm-hmm. And if executives are interested in, in coaching or keynotes, what's the, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Yeah, I mean, easiest way is CameronBrown.co, which is the website, as well as if you search Cameron Brown on LinkedIn, hopefully I'll come up number one for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the couple of good ways to do it. Social media otherwise is the handle is Cameron Brown Real uh, for things like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. All right, Cameron, wonderful. Thanks so much for chatting with us today. I think what, the, what you're up to in terms of uh, in terms of with your music, et cetera, is, is amazing and wish you the best of luck. Hey, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me.